So I think my biggest takeaway when I was watching the Dresden Files TV series, which, uh, you know, it's from the mid 2000s and uh, it's based on a book series that I'm only familiar with because my uh, ex is a big fan of it. But my biggest takeaway from the TV series was that it's essentially supernatural without all of the winking at the camera. of the laser comb podcast episode 79 i am one of your hosts neo cal and i'm siege the other guy and today on the the day of our lord whatever day that you're watching this we are covering uh the dresden files Yep, uh, episode 10 of the Dresden Files. This was a Patreon pick from a new Patreon subscriber. The, the, the human, the myth, the legend themselves who go known only as Vampiro uh, 2K21. Vampiro. Uh, I liked 2K20 better than 2K21, but uh, we'll, see. we'll see how Vampiro 2K23 plays. Well, out. the beginning of 2K20 wasn't so bad. <laughs> I went to I went I went to Fan Expo and I went to WWE SmackDown on Valentine's Day, no less. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then hey. uh, some stuff happened a few weeks later. Some stuff. Some stuff. Hmm. Did it have <laughs> anything to do with urban fantasy magic? Uh, perhaps. I, although I think uh, I, I think it has more to do with. Um, you know, mega corporation, uh, bioengineering, uh, T virus type stuff. Oh, that the uh, and literal dystopia, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literal end of the world. Uh, not quite the cyberpunk dystopia uh, we want, but the cyberpunk dystopia we deserve. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't accompanied by a uh immortality glowing eyes super strength glowing eyes super strength and a dude in a sick trench coat with shades just like laughing maniacally because <laughs> <laughs> i think i could be okay with the end of the world if like that's what evil is it's just it's just uh, albert wesker being all like ha, 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 chris redfield yeah instead it's just uh whatever the fuck elon musk is Whatever the fuck Elon Musk is and like uh, a, a Cheeto faced douchebag that just won't disappear from American politics. Gosh, dang it. Shots I can apply to like five of those dudes now. Yeah. The Wild West. And you know what? Well, I do like the hat, but it is very hot. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to try to keep it on. Um, So. Wild West time, Vampire. I was trying to make make like a video game uh, reference, 
because like the NHL and the FIFA games coming out every single year. But you damn it, play- it went somewhere else. You ever play that game, uh, uh, Vampire or Vampire, however you pronounce it? The game it uh, uh, it's in, like, just got like a generic looking white dude on the front. Yeah, like, with vampire teeth. It's pretty good. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, I played through it a couple of times. Um, it's got that very like. Uh, Studio like, who made it is um it was published by uh, uh Focus Home Interactive who they I actually really like their games because they they publish like European developed games that have a lot of charm and personality to them but are janky as fuck. Oh, and like what, the jankiness is uh uh Focus Home Interactive I believe. Um and they're uh yeah, the the jankiness is part of the charm of their games. They make they publish the Sherlock Holmes games. Yes. Yeah. Vampire. Yeah. If you okay, can, a Plague Tale. They're, that's how I Atomic Heart. Oh, they did. Huh. Uh, yeah. If you can get uh, and it, uh, Vampire came out in like 2018 at this point, so it's got to yeah. be super cheap. If you can find it like cheap, uh, highly recommended. Oh, okay. I will. I There's some will. some interesting mechanics in that game. Like you play as a, a doctor who in like Victorian London who gets turned into a vampire. And so you have to kind of balance like your your own hunger with like actually like trying to treat like patients and like what you decide to do like has an effect on the city. And you can like quite literally like be a righteous vampire and like like lean more into your humanity and actually like save London, or you can just turn it into like a chaotic hellscape where everyone is dead. Interesting. Yeah. The game gives you a lot of freedom on that front. You know what other vampire gives us a lot of freedom? Hmm. Patreon. You're not hiding <laughs> from anyone. He's actually a vampire. Um, yeah. Hiding in so plain sight. hiding in plain sight, except during the day. So, uh, unless he's a filthy uh, daywalker, like like uh, like Blade, right? Well, D- Blade's only a half vampire, though. He's a half vampire. Okay, so are half vampires stronger than normal vampires? I don't think so. Well, it's just that he has the advantage uh, advantages and disadvantages of both, right? Well, it, yeah, it's they say that uh, he has all of their strengths and none of, none of their weaknesses. So he's not more pe- necessarily more powerful than vampires. He it's just, just you can't take him out with sunlight or garlic. So that gives him an, an advantage. Silver nitrate or whatever it is in the second <laughs> yeah. uh, movie. Um, there's no vampires in Dresden Files, are there? Maybe there are. There's werewolves. I have no idea. Tell me about the Dresden Files. Oh gosh. Okay, so I've only read uh, the first two books, which um, that's two more you, than I've made. <laughs> which someone you um, you uh, have done a previous podcast uh, with uh, lent me. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my former partner uh, Krista, who's been on a couple of episodes of this show, hmm. uh, she is a big uh, big fan of the Dresden Files books. Yeah, I reread uh, the. I uh, talked to her today, though. Interestingly enough, she uh, has never watched the show. Yeah. And um, so going into it right away, I'm like, ooh, Bob, the, 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 the talking skull. Hell, hell yeah. Let's get into this. Um, and uh, he's an old sorcerer who's like stuck. His soul is like stuck inside of uh, um, like his own skull. And uh, Harry Dresden has it. I, I thought reason. it was. 
I thought it was kind of interesting because in a way, like it's it's kind of like his magic lamp. Kind of. Somebody even <laughs> mentions at the beginning, they're like, oh, is he like a genie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? his, his skull is kind of his magic lamp. He's like a, a spectral being that is uh, bound forever to hit uh, his skull, his skull. Uh, which has a whole bunch of like magic arcane runes like carved into it. And for whatever reason, he's been is uh, he's um, cannot go into like the afterlife and he's bound into the skull, which he doesn't seem actually. He's curmudgeon, but he doesn't seem to mind. I mean, when you I, I guess when you're like committed to the when you've been forever ensnared to the to the spectral realm, uh, unable to move to the great beyond for centuries. I guess you kind of just get used to it after a while. <laughs> and indeed, it's implied that like it, he's he, he's only knowledgeable about the things that when he um, projects. Yeah. When he projects uh, an image of himself, um, you know, he can he can talk to people. He can remember things. He's 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 Bob. Uh, his real name's like Robert Wilson, like. You know, like an old-timey, fancy, noble person's name. Uh, but they uh, just call him Bob. His name is Hrothbert Bainbridge. <laughs> Hrothbert? Hrothbert. Oh, that is, that is fucking beautiful. If that's not a sorcerer name. <laughs> Hrothbert. Hrothbert Bainbridge. <laughs> call me by my full, full name, peasant. Hrothbert Bainbridge. <laughs> that's a great fucking wizard name. Holy that shit. is a great wizard name. And um, the episodes, what about Bob? And now starting to go into the episode, but I was wait, like, ooh, this might be a bad... Have you seen the movie, What About Bob? Bill um, Murray comedy from the 80s? No. No, I haven't. Uh, it's a movie I used to like when I was a little kid. What about Bob, you say? Yeah, uh, it was... Bill Murray is kind of like this lovable idiot, and I can't remember like what the exact plot was, but like he ends up basically inadvertently making this dude's life a living hell. It's one of those kind of comedies. The 80s and 90s were like Wild Wests for comedies. You could just have a funny dude, and that would be a license to print money. You know what I mean? Like get Bill Murray or like um get Bill Murray or um Oh, directed by Frank Oz. Really? Yeah, starring Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, Murray plays Bob Wiley, a mentally unstable patient who follows his egotistical psychotherapist, Dr. Leo Marvin, on vacation. When Bob befriends the other members of Leo's family, the patient's problems push the doctor over the edge. The film received positive reviews and grossed $63.7 million. Huh. Like I said, license to print money back in the day. I feel like that's not enough now. Uh, $63.7 million against the $39 million budget. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be considered a hit nowadays. No. It came out in 1991. Well, maybe I, was, maybe I was wrong. But yeah, if it's like Robin Williams, anything with Robin Williams is going to bring families in. You ever see the movie World's Murray. Greatest Dad? It was one of uh, Robin Williams' later films. It's definitely not a family film. One of his best performances, though. Oh. Oh, I have not. 
seen this. Maybe I should check it out. Oh, it's got good reviews. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually one of his most uh, critically acclaimed films. And I remember it came out when we worked at Blockbuster. And I remember so many people returning it. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they would be like, says Rob, oh, they were expecting a. This isn't funny. And it's like, well, it is. It's just, it's not like RV. <laughs> it's not like that kind of humor. It's like very like dark, like kind of tragic humor. 88% Rotten Tomatoes. I'll have to check this out. Yeah, it was directed by Bobcat Goldwaith, <clears throat> of all people. Who's that? Bobcat Goldwaith. Uh, I mean, it's a very unique name, but I can't recall. He's a stand-up comedian. He's the... If you heard his voice, you'd know exactly who he was. If I heard his voice? If you heard his voice, yeah. He kind of talks like a Muppet. Oh, that fucking guy. Hey, yeah. thank you very much. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was directed by him. So good to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Because right? I was like, voice? There was and then that... when I like, saw pictures of him, I'm like, God damn it, that guy. Yeah, there was, a, there was a sitcom that was on in the 90s called Unhappily Ever After, which was basically just a Married with Children ripoff. I remember that. Uh, it was kind of the breakout role for what was her name? Nikki Cox, I think, who kind of had a bit of a career in the 2000s. Don't know whatever happened to her, but she was kind of a sex symbol type actress. Right. But anyway, uh, Bobcat Goldwaith did the voice of this like puppet of a rabbit, I think, who lived in the basement. Yeah. Oh, my God. You just like un unlocked like chunk of my. We should review an episode of that on this show sometime. So random yeah uh, yeah it was like a an imag imaginary friend that was like a rabbit or something in the basement. it was a rabbit or a dog or something it was a yeah. puppet of a small animal yeah unhappily ever after that's a good wizard name bobcat gold goldthwaite <laughs> <laughs> no maybe that's a villain name in the dresden files Bobcat Goldwaith sounds like the name of like a jazz musician. It does. All right. All right, folks. I hope you're having a real good time here. Give it up for the smooth sounds of Bobcat Goldwaith. You've convinced me. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you look up pictures of him too, he, he, he kind of looks like an, a retired jazz musician <laughs> or country singer. And, and really, he kind of talks like a lot of those old like jazz singers would sing, too. Kind of, yeah. Skibbity be be dibbity bop be 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 like blues, yeah. I got the skibbity blues. I got the skibbity blues. Well, anyways, that's been the Dresden. <laughs> No, uh, um, it's we're we're not like uh, we're not stalling because uh, we didn't like it. Um, one of my worries about episode ten, what about Bob in the Dresden Files, was um, man, like, is someone who's watching a random episode of this like going to know who Bob is, going to care? And a lot of the episode is going into the backstory of Harry Dresden's uh, childhood, right, and who Bob is kind of and his connection to Harry Dresden's uncle. You know what? Even though like it's not very episodic, hot damn man. Like 
No, oh, they, I picked up. I picked up on what was going on while you, I was watching. You did, it. yeah. Very, the only very thing. Easily. The only thing was it didn't. I didn't clue in until late in the episode that the doppelganger dude was a doppelganger of his uncle. That was the oh, only thing yeah. I didn't clue in. Too. It's a blink and you miss kind of thing. He goes, "Oh, I'm not." A couple times throughout it, but right when. Um, but like I knew that he was a doppelganger of someone, but I didn't realize the person that he was a doppelganger of was actually the uncle, right? Of uh, of oh, know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I I caught it fairly early because he was like, oh, I'm just a copy, blah blah blah. But I guess they don't really get into who his uncle is until after you've met the copy. Yeah, because exactly. as we find out, and again, I think. The back and forth that can be annoying to me in a movie when it's like 13 years ago five years ago present and it jumps around like that i can hate that in tv shows it no it was fine in this shows you uh you know like there was one scene where i was initially like didn't realize that that it was a flashback it was the was scene it? where it was the scene where he actually ends up killing his uncle when he it's because he's wearing the same jacket and he's dressed the same bob is there he's dressed the same his uncle is there he's dressed the exact same as his doppelganger i'm like oh he's just going to because like before we go to that flashback he's going to like try the crystal starts glowing uh and he's going to try and retrieve like track down bob and like what's going on with him and then we just cut to his uncle's mansion and he goes there and gets like into a fight with his uncle and uses right. the voodoo doll and you didn't know he was a copy at the t- so you didn't know it was a flashback and yeah <laughs> well no i knew he was a copy i just didn't realize that that was a flashback i thought he was just going that was just him going to save bob and he ends up killing the dog oh okay so yeah it took me go. a minute or two to i'm like oh wait no this is a oh this is a flashback to him like to how his uncle actually died oh okay i get it yeah because the uh the hook of the movie um the movie uh the show is uh murphy uh it's kind of like a a detective that he works with cop on lady. cases here and there cop lady yeah um cop lady and frank drebin and and frank drebin um <laughs> cop lady and frank drebin uh they're they don't always agree eye to eye one believes in science and facts and while well, the other one's an actual fucking wizard um but somehow it's implied that something happened in one of the previous episodes where her memory was wiped or she was killed and brought back by harry he saved her somehow pulled her soul back in or something because she keeps having like nightmares mm. right and they involve like dresden and they're not always good and they're like scary and all that kind of thing but she's very much like the skull this is like a a more hyper um range of like Mulder and scully where it's like magic oh, okay. literally exists they're actually demons and she's like damn it i in my world i believe in science and it's like how much do you need to see before you go oh shit yeah i didn't really like uh, i see what you're saying i didn't really like that wasn't really my takeaway from their relationship their characterizations in their relationship isn't like that i just mean like the um yeah yeah i I see their viewpoints right um and even at the very end uh, i thought it was going to be contrived or boring uh but no i like their interactions even though he's not like this dude 
like wearing a trench coat and you know being mysterious and fighting demons naked in the rain um i i thought he was cool also his uh, wizard staff is a hockey stick yeah, I thought that, that was, was a choice, but I, <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Speaking of a, a, a choice and things being funny, uh, at the beginning of the episode, we open with a flashback to uh, uh, Frank Drebin as a kid, uh, which at first I didn't realize that this was a flashback. I thought that the the like grown up dude was just his uh, was just the main character. Uh, Oh, because it does. It starts immediately. And you know what? There's certain look that white dudes in their like early 40s, late 30s with facial hair have. And if you're not used to watching the show, it does kind of just look like this is the. <laughs> this I, is thought, the I thought this was just the present. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so the, the, the kid the, the dad gets like a letter or something and the kid is like, what, do we have another job, dad? And he's like, yeah, well, we're going on this big trip. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all happy and excited. And the dude drops dead. I fucking burst out laughing. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so supposed to be this really like sad and like touching and tender moment. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like they go they do that very like easy to parody thing where it's like yeah everyone's happy and celebrating and then immediately something tragic happens yeah um his dad is a magician and I yeah. guess he got a job um on a cruise ship and he's yeah. like one show uh every night of the week three on the weekend hell yeah baby and so he's bringing his kid along yeah um and I'm like, oh, sweet. Bam. Heart attack. Yeah. Like a quick one, too. Not like take me to the hospital, but like can barely talk. And then in like 15 seconds, dead. And yeah. I'm like, sheesh. And you know what? Like, fuck this. This TV show could have sucked. But like the writing's yeah. there, man. Like I th that's timed so well with the rest of the, the story. Because he finds out how his dad actually died because of Murphy looking into how his uncle dies and it's revealed to us that actually Harry was lying and he did fucking kill his uncle. Well, and but then you find out he, he deserved it. Fuck that well, guy. And when cop lady goes to confront him about uh, his uncle's death, like the way he was acting, I'm like, this motherfucker is acting like a guilty person. And like, and his she, she knows it. In his like defensiveness and like constant denials, I'm like, he's not a good liar. <laughs> no, he's not. And he's very like, I don't know, just the 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 way he would that that interaction. I'm like, this this guy seems guilty. That that he's acting like a motherfucker who killed a motherfucker. Which which at the time I was kind of confused about. I'm like, is this just bad writing slash acting? Because he's supposed to be the hero of the show. That's what I thought, and I'm like, it's. But no, they've been good up to this point. So what's going on? And then it's like, no, he fucking killed him. The actor is good enough to act like he's bad at lying. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we're first introduced to uh, Frank Drebin in the episode because uh, he Ooh. has hooked up with this like mid 2000s, like Lacuna Man, Coil. Looking what a time of its <laughs> Lacuna Coil groupie. 
<laughs> She's got that look going. So Lakuta Coil Groupie is sneaking out of. <laughs> I, I okay. Um, I uh, messaged uh, Christopher when I started like watching this, and I was like, I don't remember Harry Dresden fucking goth bitches <laughs> like punk chicks in uh, the books. And uh, he sent me. Um, he sent me a, a gif from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. It's uh, a good change. It's a good change. <laughs> I'm a glad good there change. was a... That's a good change. The king, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad there was a, a gif of that because that's exactly what I was thinking of when I searched for it. I just typed right. good change and I'm like, sweet. And um But yeah, no, this chick has that like very like mid to late two thousands like symphonic metal, like not goth per se, but like no like but like leather, like tight leather. What's yeah, not tight like, like new matte. metal, but yeah, tight. yeah. No no no, not not new metal. No, this is like How dare you, yeah. No, this is like the look of like it's band. hard to it's hard to describe to the people that weren't adults in the mid two thousands. Like she probably has a tramp stamp, um, or a butterfly tattoo somewhere. Just look at how like bands like like um, Epica or Lacuna Coil or um, um, Arch Enemy. Like <laughs> there you go, bands like that at the like the dress like that's the look that she has going yeah yeah and um well wouldn't you know her name, it, is, uh, Ter- her name is tara and indeed like i thought like a tara she does um indeed like i thought that she the way she's very like kind of nonchalantly like introduced as though we're supposed to know who she is i almost thought she was like a main I th- character i thought she was a regular i looked her up no it's the only episode she was in yeah and, I, and then i realized she wasn't when she's fucking burns alive (laughs) holy shit literally smoked yeah um so she sneaks out does some magic bullshit like to the door like leaves a scroll at the door and um uh she steals bob the the skull yeah she puts a blindfold uh on him with like a magical sash and i guess that prevents him from coming out or that prevents them from tracking bob or something like that and uh well wouldn't you know it uh uh well, she, wakes up she she handcuffs him to the bed which is a big no-no as we find out from uh old uh old doppley later yeah, old doppley yeah so um as she handcuffed him to the bed she sneaks out she goes and meets with like a an old like businessman looking dude in like a manner and she's all like, all right, where's my money? I need to get out of here. And he's like, you didn't leave anything, did you? And she's like, no, of course not. I did this. I did this. I handcuffed. And it's just like, why did you handcuff him? And she's like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm allowed to get freaky. And besides, I didn't want him like following me right away. And He's like, you fool. He'll be able to track you anywhere in the world with those handcuffs. It seems I need to alter the parameters of the deal. She's like, come on, man, give me my money, bitch. And he's like, oh, I'll give you something. I'll give you something good. Pixie dust. And, uh, well, it's not just a sleep spell. No, like like I said, literally smoked. (laughs) And her hand, like, starts, like, 
literally like being burned so fast that you can see the like the, the skeleton and she starts screaming and uh and yeah. she's burned alive in like a second now and i was now, like damn now to address the uh the visual effects in the show and like the overall like production design and um the, the the budget of this series it's very on par with sci-fi original programming from yes. the era and i thought it was fine i mean no no i i that's not a knock at all yeah <laughs> like even though the show only lasted one season like they spent money on it yeah i i like all of the the effects like and and also i'm not looking for like amazing effects but i mean you can't look at like modern productions like uh what is it? The wheel of time or like whatever. And think that that's phenomenal. And then look at this and think this is terrible. Like, right. It is like, it's either fiery or smoky magic effects. Or it's like, like um, star Wars, like dark force lightning. <laughs> I've been uh, rewatching through Stargate Atlantis uh, for the past couple of weeks now. Oh, uh, which is from the mid to the mid to late. Yeah. Th- I, the mid 2000s. It ran from 2004 to 2008. Um, the CGI in that show actually still looks pretty good. Holds up. Yeah, yeah it holds up. That. Like it's, it's noticeable that it's CGI and it is kind of dated looking, but like it still works just fine. Hell yeah. It's not like watching. I don't know. I've seen worse CGI from newer things. <laughs> that's what I mean. That, that That's what I mean. I've seen like brand new things and just like laughed out loud at the CGI. Yeah, and now here's one of the things that maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he comes out as a person later. But Bob in the books is just his eyes just glow when he's woken up, and he's a floating like talking skull. And you could say, okay, well, one, it's easier to uh, care about the skull or like whatever when they personify him, and it's also cheaper to just make like a dude come out and talk. It's also cheaper and it's easier for uh, another actor to play off of. It's easier and, for actors to play off of each other than just like a like a CG skull that's not really there and just someone not really holding there. up a puppet. Yeah, or and something, just, right? And it's just like a pole with like a big like um, a tracking ball. ball on it, like a tracking ball on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? I think I I like that. I like the person, like yeah, this old I, like white haired kind of like dignified like grumpy dude like personifying him it works i ended up really liking him and i think in television which is a a visual uh, storytelling medium i think something like having him personified as like some kind of like ghost as opposed to just being a floating skull i think that works better agreed yeah Yeah, i like that And and he still is limited to like you know the room where the skull is in um but uh yeah it's interesting yeah he can't affect the world but he's very smart gosh dang it and indeed uh we find out in a flashback that uh bob was um Hrothbert or Robert Hrothbert I think it's Hrothbert yeah um was Hrothbert Bainbridge <laughs> after <laughs> what a fucking um after uh harry's dad died he went and lived with his uncle in this huge fucking manor and started learning magic from bob yeah and he's like so he's like a genie and he's like uh better than a genie what is he he's very smart (coughs) (laughs) 
He doesn't give wishes, but he'll teach you magic. I'm like, sounds better than wishes, actually. I'm not going to monkey paw this shit. Teach me magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 give a man some magic and he'll be... Uh, he'll marry a, a princess in a day. <laughs> he'll, he'll be pixie dusting for a day. Teach a man to commit magic and it's going to be um they'll be fucking rainbows for coil life. bitches for life <laughs> <laughs> um and he's uh, we... teaching him arcane magic arcane necromancy magic. and uh, at one point he's doing a bunch of stuff on a blackboard a little child harry and he's like wait why am i learning this like black magic is like illegal you said and he's like yeah but you have to learn how to defend yourself against it that's not illegal. Okay, I see how this this is. Everyone knows a little. It's this not to they rip on like Harry Potter. No, to only <laughs> use their weapons for defense. Dun, 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 Precisely. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like nukes. Wait. <laughs> um, and much like Harry Potter's defense of the dark arts, well, sometimes you want to use some of the dark arts for yourself. You know. And um, come on, we just gonna take a little bit of the black magic off of the top, you know? What what what's skimming a little? No bit one's of gonna a, notice. Skimming a little bit of necromancy. What moida? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the um, laser comb um, cinematic universe mobsters making their making their, their magical debut. Their magical debut. Um. So we carved some runes on his skull. What big deal. Uh, but anyways, we find out. Um, bada bing, bada boom. You know, he's a fucking ghost. Big fucking deal. <laughs> and uh, we find out uh, a little bit later uh, as he's doing like a tracking thing with the handcuffs. Indeed. Um, the crystal Dresden is doing explodes. And he gets up and he holds like the leather or the hemp rope or whatever he was holding. Oh yeah, because so, like, because some dude uh, named Morgan, who I don't know who this guy oh, is. Oh, that's exactly. his like handler. That's his oh, like okay. parole officer, like head of the like he's in the wizard council, being like Harry, like you, you're on like thin ice with the black magic thing. Like you're already like advertising yourself as a wizard for hire. Hire. Um, he's an interesting character in he's a samurai sword <laughs> he's an interesting character in uh in the the books so he shows up and gives him this like crystal skull and i love that it's just like a dollar store like <laughs> glass glass skull it's like one of those like you know like dan Aykroyd's crystal skull vodka yeah, absolutely the, the like portable like like sing like one ounce size yeah. like single shot size it's oh, like i didn't one know they were that small yeah, you can you can get them. I forgot that was Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he gives him one of those, and he's like, "What the fuck am I going to do with this?" And he's like, "Well, you know, when shit when shit goes down, it's going to glow, and when you touch it, you'll just know where to go." And he's like, "That's it." And he's like, "That's it." And he's like, "Thanks, thanks, my man." Thanks. And he's like, and then he, he tur turns around and he's fucking gone. He turns around. He's like, but anyway, how are you going to? And he does the whole like Batman thing and just disappears. Yeah. <clears throat> the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Was he even there? 
And uh, it, the reason is because wherever he is, it can't be tracked. You want to know like something? There's like an anti-magic like field wherever he is. Turns out that's his uncle's mansion, which Harry Dresden um, inherited. Inherited, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, looking at the Wikipedia article for this show, uh, you know who one of the executive producers was on this? No. Nicholas Cage. No, really? Yeah. It's an executive producer credit, which means he probably did very little other than just like show up one day and was like, fuck oh, yeah, yeah, I love I love the Dresden Files. Oh, yeah, give him a hockey stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll, uh, I'll I'll throw some money your way. Hey, you you guys need coffee? <laughs> you know what? The hockey stick. Great idea. Great idea. It's actually a pretty good Nick Cage. I I don't know where that came from. Man. <laughs> that, I was like, holy shit! Am I doing a Nick Cage impression for the first time? Give him a hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> He does magic. <laughs> what am I? What am I? A fucking magician, man? <laughs> am I a fucking magician, man? Am I a fucking magician, man? <laughs> Where's the crystal skull? <laughs> we, I think we're missing Nicolas Cage being Harry Dresden. <laughs> There's an alternate timeline out there, a one better than this. Where Nicolas Cage was not only Superman, but yeah. was also Harry Dresden. And they team up. Holy shit, with himself. <laughs> oh, I like your style, yeah. And it's not oh. even Nicolas Cage playing off of himself on a green screen. No, no, they reach, Superman Cage reaches into the multiverse and pulls oh, shit. Dresden Cage. The Cage-verse? Yeah. Like, he finds the different versions of himself in different roles yeah or rather not himself in different roles the character is nicholas cage you know deadpool say uh kills the marvel universe i want to see nicholas cage saves the universe where it's a whole bunch of alternate nicholas cage you know what he's weird enough that it, if if we pitch this if someone pitched that to him i feel like he would love it right like he's not the actor Nicolas Cage. Like he goes and he grabs Nick Cage as um, various roles. Hellrider, uh, Hellrider, um, uh, Ghostwriter, Ghostwriter. Thank you, Johnny Blaze, and he just happens to be and sound like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and but they're actually the the character. Yeah, that I'm I'm for that. Like I would go see that in theater. Yeah, they budget. They they have two hundred and eighty thousand dollars save the multiverse please <laughs> and you nick know what cage saves nick cage, the multiverse. nick cage saves the multiverse and you know what he's still young enough too that he could do this oh i he's aged like a fine wine like maybe he's not as like physical or whatever but like man is he he's bringing it yeah he just turned 60. that man is 60. damn He's a Capricorn. He was born January oh, 7th. Shit. He's a winter baby. I too like am a Capricorn. The siege. I didn't know that. Or that he was uh, a Capricorn. Yeah, I didn't know that either. This okay. alternate universe. You know, there's an alternate universe out there darker than ours where Nick Cage never becomes an actor. 
Yeah, he becomes a poet instead. And um, maybe he he saves poetry. And then becomes president. Maybe he that's bring, a better. <laughs> he brings about world peace. He like brokers peace between like the oh, U- shit. US that's and a better, Russia. <laughs> it's a better universe. Fuck, we are in the darkest timeline. Oh. Well, anyways, speak, oh, his, speak. his character from Con Air can be part of this, like, Nick Cage saves the multiverse. I was just thinking that. <laughs> because they need somebody to fly a plane. Yeah, exactly. We've got someone to to ride a motorcycle. We've got someone to fly a plane. What other Nick Cage shit can we bring into this? Um, uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, gone <laughs> in 60 seconds. Leaving oh, Las absolutely. Vegas. Uh, well, he just fa- dies in that. Oops, spoilers. Face off, The Rock. Oh, absolutely. Face off. Oh, Big Daddy from Kick Ass. He's got to be part of it. Oh shit! Absolutely. What a man. I like Kick Ass. I still need to watch the unbearable weight of massive talent. Me too. I thought it was just me that hadn't haven't hasn't seen it. Uh, yeah, it, it came out in 2022, and that was I didn't really watch a lot that year. Yeah. It was. I was going through stuff. There's stuff going on. Yeah. So what is so we find out that the uncle, <laughs> the uncle um, that's killed uh, Lacuna Coil, yeah, and uh, has now has Bob is like a doppelganger copy. Yep, doppel. Uh, and that his uncle is indeed dead. And in a flashback, we find out that after Harry's done traveling the world and learning magic, right? Um. He comes back to be indicted into like the council of wizards. It's like major shit. Yeah. Um, but we find out that because I guess you just leave this. (laughs) (laughs) The council of wizards. I'm just imagining this like very like kind of like self serious. Like the show is like pretty self serious. Um, like I said in the cold open, like this this show is like supernatural if it took itself like very seriously. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. We like this, yeah. Yeah, no, I actually quite like this. But I'm imagining in this like very like dark and like self serious show, like a Harry Potter council of no going into the council of wizards and straight up like purple like pointy hats with stars and long beards and like wizard staffs. And actually, his uncle is the square who wears a suit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because because of plot, um, Dresden's uncle uh, left out a box of tr- voodoo trinkets. Yep. Right. And also decided to wear his dad's sapphire ring. And he's like, why does he have my dad's ring? And so he pickpockets it from him because they end up like hugging or like he holds his hands and he's like, oh, thank, thank you, uncle, for like taking me in and teaching I me can, magic. I miss this. I actually I don't know how, but I missed how he ended up with the ring because he ends up using the ring uh, to use some like voodoo mag- magic. Yeah, he to, pickpockets it to, from him. He sees it on his hand and they like clasp hands and he okay. took it from him. Yeah, because he and ends he, up using the ring on the voodoo doll to, it, and that's actually what uh, what kills his uncle, which and that's time, revealed to us that yeah, Harry fucking killed his yeah. uncle, which it was labeled as a heart attack, but like, and one of the things cop lady mentioned was that oh, it wasn't actually a heart attack; his heart was crushed, even though there was no like physical trauma, exterior physical trauma. 
Yeah, it looks like something like heavy and like metallic, like pushed against like the valves of his heart. Yeah, it crushed it with from the crushing inside. his ribs. Yeah, would you know anything? And then it turns out the voodoo doll in the ring, and he's like, "Oh, so you've owned my dad's like ring long enough that this will probably work." And indeed, the way magic kind of works in this realm is like if you have a trinket or an object. Um, and it's a value to you and it's been like, it means something to you, not value as in like money, but like it means something to you, Mm -hmm. you have memories of it. It can more strongly affect like the user or you can track them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he was able to uh, kill his uncle, uh, because they got in a confrontation and it was found out that he killed both their parents or it was implied no, we're, was, we're, no, we know we we don't know who killed his mom. Yeah, right. At first, it seems like his uncle killed his mom, but his uncle like flatly denies it. And at that point, it's like, what reason would he possibly have to lie? You're, you no, you're right. And it's revealed later from Bob that it's like we don't know who killed your mom. Right. She was very powerful, and it's revealed by his uncle, who's like a weird wizard purist. It's like, oh, you have special reserves of power. The chosen one um and it's only because of your mom why she would like marry down and marry someone like your dad yeah he like says that she me. married beneath her and i'm like oh okay slytherin piece of shit pure blood and um it's revealed that his uncle wants to stir things up in the wizarding like world and things need to change aka he wants to start like killing bitches and take over the, the wizard yeah. council for himself and so dobbly so, like, wants uh Doppley wants um, Bob to resurrect uh, the real, what was his, the real uncle, what was his name? I don't know, the real uncle. Morningstar or something? Right, that's his mom's uh, name, their their family, because his uncle is his mom's brother. Morningstar or something? Uh, It's something like that, yeah. Morningway. Morningway. Justin Morningway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Doppley wants uh, Bob to use his magic to uh, bring uh, Morningway back from the dead. And indeed, um, like what this means is that Doppley is like going to die afterward because like someone has to take his place, which I actually thought was cool. It's like yeah, this doppelganger is just like yeah, that's why I'm here. And indeed, uh, Bob is like, you don't have a problem with that. Yeah, and he was like, that's why I was made, man. Yeah, and I'm like, shit. Yeah, I thought that was Sneaky. cool. No reservations about it at all. He's like, yep, my my, I exist. Like he's programmed to. I'm I'm a copy of this person, and I exist to bring them back. And as soon as they are back, I will not be around anymore. But they need, and how he convinces Bob, seemingly convinces Bob to go through with this, is he can uh, restore uh, mortality to him, like bring him back to life. And Bob is and like, indeed, Bob's like, only the original Morningway had the power to restore my life. And he's like, ah, he does. That's why you're going to help me bring him back. But in order to do that, they need, he needs to drain the life force from uh, Harry because reasons. Um, to use that life force to bring uh, Justin Morningway back. Right. So like a life for a life kind of thing. But the only wizard powerful enough to do that properly is Bob. But he can't use magic. 
when he dead when when, uh, when he's in <laughs> spectral form yeah so he has to bring him back and that like that's the deal and he's like but how are you gonna bring me back and then yada 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 sometime later he's like with this and he holds up an arrow from jojo's bizarre adventure no um <laughs> He holds up, um, yeah, an arrow. It was an, it was the arrow that was used to kill Bob's ex girlfriend, which yeah, I don't his, uh, his wife. Well, that he 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 refers to her as his lover, it life partner, lover, what? Yeah, yeah, like another very powerful sorcerer. Yeah, which and he's like sorceress. I was, I, I was a little confused as to why this arrow that killed her and held her life force why throwing it into the ghost of bob brought him back to life so maybe it took her life there's some yada yada yeah and it's like oh i've discovered like the thing that brings life back love and then bob kind of turns away and he's like will when winifer welfred whatever her name (laughs) was like an old-timey like kind of name right and it was like uh, because what is love? Baby, don't hurt baby, me. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. No more. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it turns out um, the arrow that killed his uh, Winifred's. Yeah, Winifred. Uh, Winifred's. Sure. Yeah. Like, killed that sounds her. Right. Um, <clears throat> it took her life and it connected both of them like in death and it's okay. like okay i'm following you and then very unexpectedly uh Dopley is just like ha and fucking <laughs> throws it at the spectral form of bob yeah when that happened he, i was like, like what <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he threw i thought it was a ritual or whatever like some magic thing they need to set up where they need harry's life to make bob come back to life but clearly I misunderstood because he's like, surprise! Ah, Bob, clearly you're missing the point! <laughs> and uh, he glows green and shrieks in like pain. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Because he's like, oh, you wouldn't believe the dicks I've had to suck to get this arrow, Bob. There's a, uh, the, the love of you and Winifred uh, is actually mythological at this point. And uh, things I've had to do uh, to get this artifact. <laughs> yeah, and then he throws it across the room. Many, um, many, apparently that brings him back many to bitches life. bitches have fapped reading to the story of your love over the centuries. All all modern uh, romance novels based on Bob and Winifred. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one, yeah. He had longer hair back then, but... <laughs> longer and, hair um, and, like, sick abs. Sick abs, yeah. Um, usually a pirate or a sailor... Yeah. Uh, hair blowing in the wind. Um, olive uh, bronze skin. <laughs> a waxed chest for some reason, even though it's 1600s. <laughs> I'm just describing romance novel covers. She she uh, had big boobs and was like wearing a corset and like an ankle length dress. Uh, but the side is like slit open. Yeah. Or, or torn. Dare I? Dare thigh, I thigh high, like spiked heels. There were, oh, I think you're more talking as to your taste. No. <laughs> I know that's usually your that's usually your role on the show. <laughs> Slowly revealing uh, one's uh, one's um, um, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. I'm blanking on the word, but anyway. <laughs> Slowly revealing one's uh, one's tastes and uh oh. Yeah. He he's uh he's playing his cards uh <laughs> something something uh, I don't know my mic got unplugged for a second there and I couldn't hear anything so oh well, well you missed nothing you, I missed you, nothing uh, you missed me pausing and having a complete like brain meltdown this like, is what my, happens my when... my brain stalling and not knowing exactly what to say you know what happened is when your mic got unplugged. Uh, something like it sent a glitch through the matrix that just caused like cause interference like with my like neural pathways as well <laughs> our pathway was i just went back to watch the part with him fucking throwing the arrow across the room at him and it's at twenty two sixteen, and it's okay. so fucking funny man <laughs> 22 15 <laughs> is to add Bob and he just fucking like a javelin throws it at spirit Bob and he comes back to life. Uh, we find out that the police police have been doing uh, uncle Justin's dirty work because they've exuded the body yeah. of Mr. Morningway. Um, and considering he's been dead for five years, he's still pretty juicy. I have, I have some <laughs> concerns here. It's clearly the actor with makeup yeah. on. They did a good job of making it look like a fucking corpse. Yeah, I mean, he's he, too juicy. He, he looks like he's been dead for like a week. L like a week. Yeah. Like this, and, and I'm like, uh, are the police not worried about like why this guy looks like he died like less than a month ago? Yeah. Like, but you know like what? Five years. You know what? Like he was like an all powerful wizard. So. You can hand wave that away, and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. It means it's weird that the police don't or... think it's weird, though. But yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, my another part of the uh... oh yeah, right, because they were the ones who exhumed the body because uh, because uh, cop lady. He's uh, like, uh, we need it. to do a need to do an autopsy, an autopsy. and yeah. that's how they find out um, what happened to his heart. Um, also, uh, they call him in for questioning at some point, and he touches a, a pill bottle with yeah. like the label on it, and she's like, "That's for anxiety." I remember this, and the reason uh, she uses it to get fingerprints, and how they put it together is because the cop. This guy, is a little contrived. <laughs> the, so, cop guy who this is supposed to be Chicago, but he's talking like a New York detective in his delivery. He Maybe comes he's up. from New York. <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I got, I got the prints back, you know, uh, from that pill bottle, exact match to the cufflink on the uh, on the uncle's suit. And she's like, there it is. He's the killer. He's the killer. And it was like, doesn't that seem set up? Also, what a very bizarre thing. <laughs> And then his, they tie that together to be on like, in the flashbacks of his uncle's suit in the flashback. It's almost like his uncle planned it because he was like, oh, Harry, help me with this cufflink, these cufflinks, like yeah. before they go to the wizard council or, yeah. or whatever. Also, uh, a thumbprint wouldn't still be on them five years later. Not only that, maybe if it was pristine and no one else touched it and he, it, the, the cufflink would need to be perfectly flat, by the way. Right to get a, a, a print off of it. Well, the print but, is, you know what you can't get print, prints off of. 
the paper around a prescription bottle for pills. Well, maybe you it came off of prints. the lid or something. Oh, like his thumb. Pr- yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is like like your fingerprints like come from the oils in your skin. Like that's going to like after five years, especially being in a closed environment like a coffin where like methane gas and shit like that is like mm. coming out of a corpse. Like those oils are going to like smear around and like slowly degrade over time. You wouldn't be able to maybe, take a print after five years. Maybe like dust, certain types of dust attaches to probably not. I don't no. know. <laughs> All right. Uh, forensics people, let us know if you can take fingerprints from a cuff link from somebody in a coffin five years later. Yeah. I, I'm curious if, if you can. I'm with Christopher, though. I, I smell shenanigans. <laughs> Shenaniganry. Uh, but wouldn't you know, this is the easiest morgue to break into because <laughs> um, when Harry goes to confront, uh, when Harry goes to uh, go and find Bob. Yep. Um, he finds Bob in his uncle's old mansion. And he's like, oh, holy shit, Bob. There you are. Let's get out of here. Come on, get in your skull and I'll get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, Harry, you are the one who will be going into the skull. And he's like, what? And he's like, sleep. And he touches him and he's like, oh, right. He grabs him and he's like, oh, shit, Bob, you got your body back. What the fuck? And then before he can like react, uh, yeah, Harry's uh, knocked out and yada, yada, yada. You wake up in a morgue. Don't worry about breaking into the police station <laughs> and, and he, they're wizards. And he uses the hockey stick of truth to uh, tr- use some green fo- and purple force lightning, which actually looks pretty cool. It, it looks cheap, <laughs> but it looks cool. Unlimited. Power. <laughs> he uses it for a conduit to transfer uh, the life energy from um, Dresden to the uncle's body. Yeah. And he comes back to life and here's some freaky shit. He wakes up and it's a lot like uh, Agent Smith. He's like, me, me, me. And he goes over to his doppelganger and his doppelganger is like, me too. And I like he how he the takes glasses. the glasses off of him and like takes his cane away. Oh, and he's then like, takes the cane. Takes the cane. Mine, and he's bitch. like, all right, into your coffin now. And the guy's just like, okay, see ya. Goes and climbs in and immediately just like decomposes. Also, I mean, you could just say wizardly, but the... The guy's suit is pristine after just being woken up after five years. Yeah. Again, um, you can just magic. say wizard shit. Wizard shit. Yeah. <laughs> Clean. Um, And yeah, his like body undecomposes and becomes like it was. And he's like, how many years has it been? Doppelganger's like five. And he's like, oh, shit. Um, and he's like, sorry, Dresden. Or sorry, Harry. Um, you know, like I wanted things to be different. Maybe if I had killed your father sooner. And raised you from a baby, you have less connection to him. Oh, such wasted potential. Implying uh, that he's going to die because enough energy left him to revive his uncle. You ever get uh, every now and then I'll get um, notifications on my desktop and on my phone. I actually don't like that it does this, so I might turn it off. Or it's like relive some photos from this day. Um, um, I've turned it off. Uh, but my partner has the uh, relive some photos from this day on their phone. Yeah, this uh, it also OneDrive just did it on my uh, desktop computer. Oh shit! And it was um, 
Well, it was a dirty photo of someone that I don't talk to anymore. I think I understand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks, OneDrive. And it's like, hey, remember this? And you're like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Don't know how I feel about that. Thanks, OneDrive. Don't know how I feel about OneDrive <laughs> sending me that, but <laughs> thanks, algorithm. Right. And, uh, well, you know what? Uh, now that Bob's here and he's like, with Bob at my side, we're going to change things. The council. And he leans down and he's like, sorry, uh, Harry. Uh, you're not a wizard anymore. And, well, wouldn't you know it? Bob was faking being evil <laughs> and he's like not today bitch <laughs> and he stabs him in the back with a hockey stick and literally like absorbs his power into the hockey stick like his body disappears and everything into the hockey stick and then he comes around and slap shots it like right back the into energy right back into harry <laughs> right back into harry i like that i thought that was fucking great I mean, if you could choose anything to be your wizard staff, that's a pretty good. That's a good one. And then we get a scene that's actually like pretty touching, where uh, yeah, where Harry is like, uh, like, oh, Bob, because like, he's like, Bob, why are you? You're a powerful wizard. Why are you dying? And he's like, oh, you have to give a life to restore a life. He's like, I, I would have never betrayed you. Like, I had to do that just to make sure that he was like that your uncle was and gone forever to make sure that the doppelganger doesn't show up. Cause if you kill it, another one would just form. Yeah. So I had to make sure that the cycle would end so he wouldn't come back. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that, and he's like, that actually I, makes sense. you know, I always thought of you like a son. I'm proud of you, Harry. <clears throat> and then dies and Harry, this, I, I'm that kind was, of, I'm poking fun at it, but it's actually like kind of a touching. That scene. was touching. I wasn't expecting, but enough of the show had gone by that I was connected to the the characters. And then immediately, Bob's his body dissolves, reappears, and his ghost like reappears. And he's like, "Remember, I'm like cursed to cursed be to stuck be in the skull. Cur cursed. To I can't be pass forever on. Ensnared, never to move on." And he's like, "Pretty touching, though. Thanks." And he's like, "Bob, you're an asshole." <laughs> And like, you yeah. know what? That was actually comically followed up. Like they still had that moment, but he's like, oh, I didn't know you would care so much. <clears throat> what a trip for hundreds of years um, to not be able to taste, touch anything. And then for like a day you get to, and he gave it up. Damn. And it shows the maturity and the attachment of like the characters. Cause he's like, eh, what, what am I going to do being alive? Right. He, he, he gave up the, the ability to, to be alive and corporeal again. Gave after, up the ability to stroke one out. And, and after, like, Doppley was like, was like, yeah, I know you. You miss being able to, to, to feel and touch and smell and taste, taste and, and fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we both, I don't know if that if that was ever implied, but we both took away the same oh, that, thing from that. That that was my thought immediately while that scene was going on. I was like, if this show was R-rated, he would have followed that up with, and fuck. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like if it was HBO show. Yeah. Uh, 
But um, yeah, uh, what happens in the last moments? There's actually another good scene after uh, this. It's with Murphy and uh, Harry. Right. Because he's like, okay, let me guess. Um, my uncle's body in the morgue uh, showed no signs of um, foul play. And she's like, yeah, Harry, how the fuck do you know that? And he's like, okay, come in. Yeah, he comes clean with tell her you. about everything. And he's like, so my uncle, you're wondering if I killed him? I did. With black magic. And she's like, oh, again with the magic. And he's like, hey, you might not be able to believe me, but I- I'm just telling you magic. And she's like, and so what? Your dad was killed with black magic too? And he's like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> and she's and she kind of has this existential moment again at the beginning of the show i was like eh, i don't know about these actors she kind of fucking sells it man this is a hard thing to sell and she's like in your world like i, I can't live in your world i have to live in mine and it's based on facts and logic not emotions you damn snowflakes and <laughs> not magic and i and he's like, what? <laughs> Why not? Why not? You ass stupid <laughs> idiot. Why not? And um, she's like, I, because the world is cruel and mysterious and unpredictable and chaotic enough without magic. And I'm like, fuck. Just introduce magic Fair. into that, and everybody loses their minds. <laughs> One bank robbery, and uh, you know, like five people killed, and you know, nobody bats an eye, but uh, a wizard robs a bank, and everybody loses their minds. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's can't handle that shit. And there's something like they. She wants to keep distant. And this is true of the books, too. There's always a will they, won't they? Uh, no, there's like associates. And um, it's kind of one way where he likes her a lot more than she likes him. Mm. Um, but in the show, it kind of seems like she wants to open up. But it, she's hurt by too much shit. Right. And kudos to the actress. Damn. She's she's selling it. That's the end of the and, episode, uh, right? Yeah, that's the end of the episode. She leaves him um, an envelope because they were like looking for prints and that kind of thing. And apparently his uncle died clutching a photograph. And she gives that back to him at the very end. And it's a photograph of the astounding Dresden. And it's a picture of Harry and his dad um, in front of one of the posters for his magic shows. And I was like, oh, oh. They, they, got, they got me in the feels twice. Damn it. And that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, without further ado, uh, Siege, you just randomly caught an episode of The Dresden Files. Uh, would you tune in next week? I would. Yeah. This is uh, free to watch on Tubi. All 12 episodes are there. Yeah. I might actually watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I say it about a lot of things, but um, if you've listened this far, you've probably noticed that we actually really liked this so there you go 
we yeah. would. It's only 12 episodes, so that's right. not really much of a commitment. They're only 40 minutes long each. And it's like 2B, so there's like a few ads. Yeah. Hopefully the show doesn't end on a cliffhanger. I, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Imagine. Imagine if it ended on a cliffhanger. I shudder to think. <laughs> and, uh, well, there you have it. Two, two thumbs up. Uh, yeah, that was uh, episode 79 of the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, best way to support the show is go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, much like Vampiro 2K21 did. Uh, we're starting at the $5 tier. You get uh, our weekly Patreon-exclusive podcast, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. Commentary tracks and a bunch of other stuff, including the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast. So go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Join our Discord. Uh, link in the description, yeah. as always. That's the only social media I'm going to plug. I also, like, we actually respond there. Yeah. Never checked my Twitter in, like, forever. I mean, I do miss being called a thieving cunt. <laughs> so maybe I'll peek my head in once in a while. Uh but uh we're pretty candid yeah, on a... there too. <laughs> like yeah. Oh yeah, on on Discord? Yeah, yeah, on Discord. We're pretty candid. And I'll like sometime periodically I'll just talk about like day-to-day like weird things that have happened in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. Come so, come come and say hi, share your transformers, share your your 90s paraphernalia boy oh boy has some transformers been shared on there oh yes not all of them mine either no most of them actually (laughs) um who is that uh all of their yeah uh, i think i was i think uh one or two other people do too but he he shares most of them yeah he's got a collection going he likes vintage stuff like the early stuff it looks like Mm -hmm. yeah uh, we will be back next week with episode 80 of the laser comb podcast. Uh, we're taking a break from the Patreon picks for a couple of weeks and we're going to do one of my picks. Uh Oh, this one siege is, picks. This one is one I've wanted to, uh, to talk about for quite a while. And next week I'll explain why, how we landed on this. It's very dumb. We landed on this, but there is actually there there is actually like a a line of thinking why we're covering this specifically on episode oh, eighty. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about UFO robot Grandizer, mm-hmm. the nineteen seventy five anime. Um, wow, nineteen seventy five. Yeah, this is this is old anime. There's actually a new Grandizer game video game that came out late last year too. And what's kind of great is. Um, it uses that very like 1970s style adventure music, even though the game's modern. Oh yeah. Hey, this looks neat. Oh, <laughs> uh, the art style is very kind of like old school too. I haven't now I haven't uh tried seeking out this show for quite a while, but about ten years ago I was able to I remember being able to find uh english subtitled versions of it no problem really yeah oh is you said a movie was coming out uh, a new series or a new series oh the the trailers came out last year oh so i'm gonna hit screen share ufo robo grandizer 1975 to 1977 
It has an 8.4. Screen sharing. Okay. How many episodes does UFO Robot Grandizer have? 74. All right, one between one random number is between 1 and 74 and here we go. 4. Oh nice. shit. Nice. Starting off early. Title is Young Blood Burning Crimson. Hell yeah. The Saucer Beast slash Vega monster is Saucer Beast. Uh, Domo Domo. Domo Domo. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, next time with that. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neo Cal, your other host. Thanks for listening. And uh... what am I? What am I? A fucking magician, man? Am I a I'm just here magician? to do tricks. <laughs> I'm just here to make magic and dance. <laughs> Bye-bye.